morning everyone my name is alec and i would just like to preface by saying this podcast is meant as a way of explaining my spiritual emotional intellectual and physical experience with you guys i don't ever say that what i believe is true to what any of you believe or that what any of you believe is true to me because we all have our own experiences okay so when i say i me and mine i'm just referring to experiences that i've experienced in the first person not necessarily being too possessive of them i try to keep everything generalized if i can but then again i get used to the i and stuff like that so a little background on me is i was in the military for a couple of years for eight years to be exact and I learned a lot of things along the way, but I also seem to have developed a lot of traits and trying to mesh back in with being regular, as I call it, or a member of society, I would rather say. It's been a hard time. I've had to, in my military experience, let a lot of people go. People leave and come and go all the time, including myself. So you can't get too invested in others. Um, It brought about a lot of anger within me because I was just having a hard time comprehending these things and wasn't too good at keeping friends long distance because I'm not too good with my words. So I tend to have all of my conversations face to face and then when I can't you know things of course get mistranslated and it just becomes a hassle for everyone so anyway I grew up and came out very angry and very um, frustrated very impatient and just a lot of negative emotions that I've experienced and I wanted to let you guys know on how now I deal with these things And it makes me um, grateful to see that I can nurture these virtues that only enhance the quality of my own specific life. So let's talk about emotions today, because I want that to be the first episode of this podcast, since I am so, I don't know, psychologically invested in emotion. So... In my understanding, I grew up Christian, of course, and was going to churches throughout the time and doing all these things. And then I went to different levels of Christianity, like uh, Nazarene, Baptist, uh, you know, the New Life churches, stuff like that, my entire life. And then um, I went a while without having any specific religious preference. And now I consider myself to be Buddhist. So what I mean when I say that is that Buddhism has helped me become a better person. And by no means am I trying to convince anyone listening to this to become Buddhist. I just hope that you all get the experience of spirituality in general. And of course, if you don't want that, then you don't have to take that. I just know how good it can be for me, so I only want to help increase what's good for you. So let's talk about emotion now. 
An automatic response emotion lasts 90 seconds from start to finish. Any prolonged is our rekindling of it. And this research was done by a neurologist who went into a coma studying her own emotions. And then in reading that, I started to apply practicality to my own life, right? The only reason that I believe these things is because they're proven time and time again to be true and produce fruitful efforts. So um, if you come across having an emotion or an emotion arising from a certain situation, person or um, moment, then what I do now is I analyze the emotion. I try to understand the emotion. I try to feel it in its entirety and then I let it pass because you know we have we have destructive emotions and we have constructive emotions so it doesn't that's not saying that you know all these emotions that we perceive as bad are necessarily bad because we can if you learn how to use a specific tool you can shape it to fit many circumstances so I try to be mindful of those things. I try to um, understand the self and, you know, not really necessarily separate it from the, you know, mind, body, spirit, but to cooperate with them. So let's see what we got here. So the three poisons in Buddhism are greed, hatred, and delusion. And so the way that I understand greed um, is that it's just the need to acquire a specific trait or a specific item or a specific feeling um, for one's own personal interest. And when I believe when we don't have the interest and well-being of others at heart or in mind, then... Um, that is what I perceive as being a negative emotion. So the second one is hatred. And I haven't ran across any um, time in my life where I thought hatred was okay. Um, Even just a little bit of hatred. Because the ability to love everything and to be with everything, um, hatred kind of takes away from that. And I don't see that as being good. Again, I, I recommend um, to feel these out for yourself and get your own understanding of them. And then I have delusion, okay? So what I see delusion as is an over-diluted form of illusion. So an illusion are inaccurate or mistaken perceptions of words, ideas, feelings, things, or circumstances. Illusions believed to be true are delusions. And we get so caught up in our everyday lives that the things that we see are the things that we think other people see. And that's not entirely the case. There's so many different viewpoints and subject subjectiveness to everything we lay our eyes on, you know. I read this interesting study or experiment, I should say, that if you look in front of you, for 10 seconds and then close your eyes for 10 seconds and then turn around and just uh, say out loud everything that you saw 
and then turn back around and see how much of it was right in front of your face and how much you missed. So, you know, I try to keep that in mind because I know we all have our uniqueness about us, but we do have to understand that in that we have to really care about each other. We have to really understand each other. We have to really cooperate with each other. So another thing on hatred that I have would be um, our hatred has no physical effect on our enemies. It does not harm them. Rather, it is we who suffer the ill consequences of such overwhelming bitterness. And what I see that as being is that when you get very hateful towards a specific person or specific moment that you come across in your life, you tend to sleep a lot less. Or let's say the quality of your sleep declines. Or you tend to not eat as much or you know, you're not doing your habitual things that nurture the well-being of your physicality. So when there's an interruption in the mind or the heart, the body has a hard time trying to keep up with those things. And I believe it's important that when you get in those moments, that you try to understand them and use them as tools to see, you know, what am I gaining from this? We always see in the negative of, oh, what are we losing? But we very seldomly see what we're gaining from our situations. And that's another thing I try to be more mindful of, of course, you know. So our true enemy is within us. Selfishness, attachment, and anger harm us. So attachment is not necessarily... A bad thing because if you have attachment to a certain thing that you find pleasure in then that's good for you specifically and if it you know is good for your well-being and you really enjoy it then share it with others selfishness though um also not a negative emotion i would say because we all have to be somewhat selfish but also community-based you know we have to have our own best interests at heart but not to have them so much at heart that we just don't care about what others are going through you know that's wrong for us to do anger again anger is not a bad emotion um if you can redirect anger you can the productivity that i seem to produce when i'm angry uh just i don't know it's just like an adrenaline boost i try to use that anger in productive ways to um, get physical things done to assess my other emotions and you know stuff like that i'm sure i'll have more experience as i go along in life i'm still very new to trying to understand my own emotions so by no means do i say that i have this all packed down because this is all stuff i'm still learning and applying to my own life so One thing I have learned, though, is that our enemies are our best teachers. Those who cause us difficulty provide us the opportunity to develop tolerance. And in tolerance comes patience, which is a very good virtue to nurture. nurture. And understanding, which is also very good to nurture. And I'm also grateful for my enemies because... If you have the ability to control yourself, the ability to compose yourself at all times and that nothing breaks that, then it just shows how strong and developed you are as far as your shadow work is concerned. You know, your introspectiveness and 
I believe what we show people in life is um, from our own experiences is just how much we love ourselves and how much we care about ourselves. If we get angry at others, uh, I believe that shows that we um, lack self-control and discipline. Discipline, again, I see as being a very important virtue to nurture. That's a tongue twister right there, virtue to nurture. But discipline, I believe, is very important because it sets boundaries, you know, saying, telling yourself what you are and aren't going to do or what you're going to allow yourself to experience and those things that you just have to get away from because they serve no purpose. Um, so next I have, if we wish to lessen the power of negative emotions, we must search for the causes that give rise to them. So most of what I see in life is based off of cause and effect, you know, because of this thing, this happens, and this is the effect of that thing. So um, when I come across an emotion, let's say someone I come across, I don't necessarily understand. Um, They may say something ignorant, and I see myself getting irritated. I'm not going to say angry. Let's say irritated. Um, I look at the cause of the irritation. You know, why, why am I irritated at this person? Well, it's because they said something ignorant. Let's say, I'll give a story actually. One time I was at the gas station. The gas station here is called Casey's. And this standing in line with my AirPods in, And this guy behind me was talking about um, how he can have sex with so many women because uh, he's just that cool. And um, then he started to get a little disrespectful to the women in the store because he felt like he actually was that, you know. And me and this other guy looked at each other and kind of shook our heads. I was trying to talk to him and... um, in the moment, but he was so invested in his way of thinking that there was just no way to, um, you know, come out of that. So it was a, it was a experience in itself. You know, I was irritated in that, but I allowed my 90 seconds to pass and then became happy again. So let's see what else I got. The difficult periods of life provide the best opportunities to gain useful experiences and develop inner strength. So um, what I get from this is that I use, I'm always looking for the positive in everything that happens to my life because it's not, it's not very productive to always be pitiful of yourselves and that's I was like that for 24 years just always pity me like look at look at me look how bad people are treating me and all of these things that's the wrong way of going about it in my eyes again you may have a different experience so let's see have some notes here. That's why I'm just looking through them. So the two most important things in 
the understanding of life as I see it are self-respect and consideration of others. Self-respect being a self-image as a person who who upholds certain values and consideration of others as having a healthy regard for others' opinions. To not let others destroy us, but to um, cooperate with others. And I'm a firm believer in... um, people can't make me feel a certain way it's all up to me to make my myself feel like that destructive emotions undermine our well-being and create inner turmoil thereby undermining self-control and depriving us of mental freedom so when i was explaining destructive emotions earlier the way i see it is those are the emotions that i have no control over that become so over diluted that the cognitions between mind, body, and spirit um, is broken because, you know, it's just too strong. I'm still, I'm still comprehending on how to deal with those things. Um, and, you know, I meditate a lot. I do a lot of introspective work and I'm getting better at these things. But of course, I'm not exactly like a professional at this yet and that our true um, enemies are our own destructive tendencies my destructive tendencies are anger anger is my strongest emotion to date and when I get angry I start looking at people in a different light I start looking for a place to put that anger um you know, all of those things, I want to physically exert that on something, or I don't know, just my anger is a very big problem for me, and the more I go along my path, the less angry I am, so here's a nice little, uh, what do you call it, a nice little piece of advice that I came across, if we wish to prevent our feet from being pricked by thorns, It would be foolish to cover the whole world in leather. Much easier and more effective is to cover the soles of our own feet. So what I got from that, my understanding of course, would be that, you know, sometimes you're gonna come across in life these experiences that aren't so pleasurable. They're more harmful, they seem. And rather than expect the whole world to try to understand those things, then we should just be more guarding of ourselves rather than, you know, um, expecting much of others. It's not wise to cover the whole world in leather because the whole world doesn't need to be covered in leather. It's just that specific experience was not you know, right for you at the time, right for me at the time. So in learning to uh, cope with my emotions and to understand them, I'm becoming emotionally aware. And there's three questions I always ask myself when a certain emotion arises within me. So one being what triggers that emotion? Um, Two being how does it make me feel? And three, what behavior does it provoke? So let's say I'm sad. What triggers the emotion of sadness? I'll give an example. 
my um, father passed away when I was 12. I loved my father and he ceased to exist. So that made me sad. It also made me angry. It made me a lot of things, but let's say sad is the first one. Uh, What does sadness feel like? Well, sadness feels like a crippling of a inner part of myself and vulnerable. It feels... Hmm. I would say it feels... I still have a hard time understanding sadness in its entirety, of course. I just know that I haven't found a way yet to convert sad as being a positive emotion. Um, I hope to find that answer in the future on whether it is or not. I'm not going to say it is or it isn't because I don't know yet. Um, And then what behavior does it provoke? You know, when I'm sad, I tend to put my walls up. When I put my walls up, I get angry when people try to look over my walls or try to break into my walls or try to even observe my walls. It's just a very not good place for me. So, let's see. So it takes patience and understanding of how we're hurting ourselves not to continue taking the same old escape route of speaking or acting out. And the patience and understanding, I said, are the two virtues that I'm working on right now because, again, I've always come across myself as being a very pitiful person and now I don't see myself as being that and when... I'm working on these things to get out of that habitual way of like, oh, look how bad my life is rather than I'm grateful for what I have and the experiences that I can have. Um, It's just a better way to compose myself. You know, a lot of people when I, I think when I go out in public that when you show someone your attitude and how you act, it's all about um, expressing how you love yourself. And, you know, I do love myself. So I want to express that in the highest regard to not speak or act out. I've developed a lot more tolerance. I can face anger from someone else directly in the face or anger within myself directly in the face without lashing out. And that's very, it's a very big step for me. I'm very proud of myself for coming that far, you know, So to single out emotion, it's another series of questions. So how does it feel in the body and where? So I know when I get angry, I develop adrenaline in my body. My blood starts pumping and I want to move. It also starts a minute headache within, you know, my head and just a way of releasing that. So what sort of thoughts does this give birth to? Well, anger gives birth to very negative thoughts, very physical thoughts, very, um, I want to hurt you thoughts. And I don't like those thoughts. How do you treat yourself and others when you feel like this? So when I'm angry, um, I used to punch a wall, like a brick wall, and there's nothing that's going to happen from that. There's no, 
that's not telling anyone anything. It's just me hurting myself. And then others are like, okay, well, if he's going to punch a brick wall, then he really can't control this, you know? So that was just the way I was seeing it. And people were telling me those things about myself. And I just started to become more mindful and more aware of those things, right? Okay, here we go. The intrinsic nature of the mind is pure. The disturbing emotions that afflict it are only temporary flaws. So what I've seen emotion as being is something that comes to pass. So even if I am angry, of course, like I said, the 90 second training, when you feel an emotion, you know, sit, sit back, be quiet and observe it, feel it, understand it and work with it. So they're only temporary 90 seconds isn't a long time but when you're angry 90 seconds is an eternity you know um negative emotions can be transformed in the mind so what i mean by that is that um i believe in the principalities of duality not in every sense but in the senses that i understand them as being so when i'm angry i know that i can cope with anger because anger has an opposite and the opposite of angry is uh, happiness. So it's hard to be angry when you're happy. So I just try to make myself happy um, introspectively. And then when that ang- angry fire starts to build up, happiness is the water to, you know, put, put it out. So I'm also grateful for that lesson. Inner strength is built through embracing the both delightful and difficult totality of your experience. So what I've learned is that um, existence in itself is suffering. This, This life that I live is suffering because it's meant to suffer. I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience. Um, for whatever reason, my spirit wanted to have this physical experience so that I could learn from it, so that I could grow from it, you know? And I, I do embrace now um, what's delightful and what's difficult. Um, what's delightful to me? I like to read. That's delightful to me. What's difficult to me is... Um, dealing with other people right now I still have uh, I have like social anxiety so I can one-on-one with people pretty well but I can't like walk into a place of a bunch of people I don't know and just be a social butterfly I used to be that way but I can't be that way anymore um let's say let me let me not say I can't be that way. It's just I don't understand how to not be that way right now. So I'm going to work on how to be a different way. Because in Buddhism, we're taught to be very caring of others. And it's hard to be like that if I'm closed off and reserved. So... I'm, I'm glad I just had that moment of understanding on this podcast. I love that for me. Um, the eight worldly concerns in Buddhism are pleasure and pain, 
pleasure being the experiences that feel good and their subjectiveness, pain being what feels bad in its subjectiveness. Gain is the accumulation of a certain thing in its subjectiveness and loss is the um, loss. I don't, I don't know what to call loss. I don't know another like synonym for loss. Um, fame and disgrace. Fame being the understanding of yourself in others' eyes and disgrace being like the more disrespectful, like how dare you make me see you like this type uh, praise also um, in high regards sending positive emotions a certain way either to yourself or others and then blame is harboring negativity um, we continually overreact when it's hardly a life or death matter and the more I come across my journey the more I see that um, I walk about six or seven miles a day and I see how many people run red lights, how many people honk at other people because they could have gotten in to get to where they have to go. And another thing I've learned is that it's hard to be present when you're so focused on where you have to be or where you've been. Um, We behave as if our very existence is threatened when all that's at stake is maybe a late charge. So that that was me yesterday Uh, I was having a problem walking into best way because I have like a bedroom set rented through them I was dreading walking through that door because um, my ego doesn't want to tell them that I'm surrendering all my possessions but I brought myself around to doing it and there was just release of so much in that so Another thing that I've noticed is that we go our entire lives from one promise of relief to another, never staying with the pain long enough, long enough to learn anything from it. And what I mean by that is that I have started seeing the negative emotions, of course, and their subjectiveness to um, their positive light. You know, what can I learn from this? It's not always how is this hurting me or why is this so bad it's what is this teaching me and that that's a very important step not only in spirituality but just for acceptance in general i believe it's important to learn those things so feel your emotions directively and selflessly and let their power open you up anger anger has the power to um transmute into physical I'm going to call it Bane-ness because I watched The Dark Knight the other day and Bane just has these moments where he like gets super strong and I don't know, just superhuman attributes. I see anger as attributing to that. Um, if we're brave enough to experience our emotions directlessly and egolessly, they lose their seductiveness. So what I mean by that is... Um, Egolessly is the most important word in that entire sentence to me because it's looking to understand it from an objective perspective. And it's like, okay, well, that's what anger looks like. Let me sit back and observe what anger does. 
Um, that's what sadness looks like. Let me sit back and observe what sadness does. That's what happiness looks like. Let me see what happiness does. It's just, it's just a nice way of looking at things in the light, take them out of their context. Um, what I like to do with myself is all of my emotions are subjective to me. So I take them out of their subjectiveness. I put them into objectiveness. I observe them from a third person perspective. And then whatever I observe in that, I bring back into my own subjectiveness. You know, what did I learn from that? It's sort of like fishing for an answer. But you don't really have to try too hard. It's a, it's a pretty nice feeling. So lastly, I have remember that you are a spiritual being superior to your thoughts, moods, and circumstances. I encourage you all to um, understand yourselves in a better light and to um, see the positive and the negative and um, embrace duality. I believe duality is a very important step in that, you know, light and dark, good and bad, stuff like that. So I intend on making this a regular thing as far as podcasting is concerned. I'll probably do once a week. Um, I just have to gather my notes for what I see as being the next episode. But I hope you guys all learned something from this. And um, if you did, then I would encourage you to follow this journey. And if you didn't, then I encourage you to look for practicality in your own lives and seeing what works for you. So that being said, I'm Alec and I'm out.